0: Hello, I am Bill Swafford, and then it's time to put your investigative minds to work and help solve cold Ohio. 911, what is the other severe emergency? Where are we? Office suspect, take off, i on need your assistance. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Code Ohio. Code Ohio is where I look into cold cases from all over Ohio. This episode of Code Ohio, I will be talking about a cold case out of Fairfield, Ohio, which is in Butler County. Fairfield is in the southwest part of Ohio. It is north of Cincinnati and south of the city of Hamilton. Fairfield has its share of crime throughout its city. And Fairfield actually sits in both Hamilton and Butler County. It sits on the southern edge of Butler County and on the northern edge of Hamilton. Don't get confused. The city of Hamilton is different than the county of Hamilton. Overall, it is said that Fairfield is a decent place to live. On April 16, 2012, a Monday... The field, field Police Department received a call from a woman around 9 a.m. in the morning. This lady I will just call Vicky. Vicki had called the police department to report that her 15-year-old daughter, Chelsea Johnson, had not returned home and was not answering her phone. Vicki had already been to her daughter's school asking everyone if they had talked to Chelsea. Everyone would eventually start looking for 15-year-old Chelsea Johnson. Everyone believed that Chelsea wasn't the type to just run away from home. So the first question I have is why did Vicky wait till 9 a.m. Monday morning to call the local police department? Was Vicky unaware that Chelsea did not go home Sunday evening? If a minor goes missing, a person does not have to wait 24 hours to make a report. The sooner law enforcement is told about a missing minor, the better chance of finding them. Chelsea was a white female with long, straight brown hair. She weighed around 100 pounds and was average height for a teenage girl. Around 6 p.m., nine hours after Vicki had reported Chelsea missing, 911 had received a call from a man who found a body of a girl on a creek bed by an apartment complex. It just happened to be the body of 15-year-old Chelsea Johnson. I do not have a name on the man who called 911, but it is said that it was a friend of the family and also Vicky's boyfriend. The coroner has said that Chelsea died from being stabbed to death. I don't know how many times she was stabbed or what she was stabbed with. Who would want to kill or have any reason to hurt 15-year-old Chelsea Johnson? This is the question that Chelsea's family needs answered. This murder investigation fell into the hands of the Phil, Phil Police Department, and then the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation would help out. I don't have any issues with any police department. However, I always felt that the higher law enforcement agencies should always help out local police departments in any homicide investigation. So what could I find out about Chelsea Johnson in the time that led up to her being reported missing by her mom? Chelsea lived with her mom and younger brother. Chelsea's biological father was not in her life. She was a sophomore who got good grades at Optional Academy in Philfield. This is an alternative school that offered smaller classes that Chelsea felt comfortable with. Chelsea worked at the school store as a cashier. She loved to fish, camp, read, and text her friends. She wanted to be a veterinarian when she grew up. It sounds as though Chelsea was, for the most part, a normal teenage girl. So who would do something like this? Fairfield police at one point said that the children in the area had nothing to worry about, that the attack was directed towards Chelsea. The attacker had to get close enough to stab Chelsea with whatever weapon the attacker used. Law enforcement had figured that this was not a random murder. It was determined that Chelsea had died on Sunday, the day before she had been reported missing. Chelsea was seen by people on that Sunday, April fifteenth, two 2012. Vicky had seen Chelsea around 11.30 a.m. that Sunday morning. Vicky had just returned home from work. Chelsea had left to go to the store shortly after that. It was a warm spring day. When Chelsea left her apartment, she was wearing black shorts, a red tie-dye shirt, and black flip-flops. This would not be the last time anyone saw Chelsea Johnson. There is video footage of Chelsea at a convenience store around 12.30 p.m. that Sunday. Chelsea was with a man who was supposedly her neighbor. The man bought a prepaid cell phone card, and then the two left the store. So why was Chelsea with this man? And when did Chelsea and this man go their separate ways on that day? The location of where Chelsea's body was found is two miles from her home, in the area near the Pleasant Avenue and Brookville Drive intersections. Her body was found in the creek bed by the Heritage Glen apartment complex. The apartment complex was under a lot of renovations, so during the week there would have been a lot of construction workers around the area. This location makes me think about the man who made the 911 call, the man who found Chelsea's body, the family friend, and possibly Vicky's boyfriend at the time. What was this man doing at this location? Did he know that this was an area where Chelsea might have gone to? What kind of relationship did this man and Chelsea have? This creek, a small waterway, runs through the city of Philfield. So how did this man alone end up at this right location? I don't like it when a person who finds a body gets treated like a suspect automatically. However, in this case, my mind is telling me whoever that man was probably knows something about what happened to 15-year-old Chelsea Johnson. No one would be charged for the murder of young Chelsea. In June of 2012, two months after Chelsea was murdered, the police department announced that they did have a person of interest in Chelsea Johnson's case. That person was 24-year-old George Davis. Law enforcement had a few good reasons to consider George Davis as a suspect. George had texted Chelsea that day before. In the first text from George, George asked Chelsea if she wanted any muscle relaxers or volumes, pills. Then a second message where George said he would give Chelsea heroin for sex. It was never said what Chelsea's reply were. So there is a chance that Chelsea could have been experimenting with drugs. If Chelsea did have a drug problem, this would be something people would need to know. Investigators have to learn the good and bad about a victim. I understand family members don't want to talk bad about the victims. If the family or friend knows that the person was up to no good but doesn't say anything because they don't want people to think bad about the victim, this only closes doors on the investigation to what happened to any victim. George Davis was charged for the text that he had sent to Chelsea in trying to trade drugs for sex, and he had done some prison time. He was released from prison and then eventually picked back up on another drug charge. Fieldfield police gave the case to the grand jury. grand jury refused to charge anyone with the murder of Chelsea Johnson. Chelsea's family are fed up with the police and the prosecutor they both say and do different things. The police and the prosecution cannot agree on a lot of things. prosecutor says that more needs to be done with the case. I believe that is exactly what everyone thinks. In April of 2014, the Butler County Sheriff's Department announced that they would be looking into the Chelsea Johnson case. Really? It only took two years for them to decide to help out with the investigation. They did not do this out of the kindness of their little hearts. Vicky, Chelsea's mom, had to beg the Sheriff's Department to join the investigation. In my opinion, the Sheriff's Department should have been involved from day one, April 16, 2012, the day that Chelsea had been reported missing and her body was found. In 2017, it was announced that there was another person of interest, but no name was ever given, and no arrests have been made in this case. Fieldfield Police Department has gone on record saying that they are confident that they know who killed Chelsea. If they are so confident, why hasn't there been anybody arrested and charged for this? Chelsea's family needs everyone to help solve this cold case. This year is 2022 and it is the month of February that I am recording this. So that means two months from now or the day of this recording. It will be around 10 years since 15-year-old Chelsea Johnston was stabbed to death. If you have any knowledge of what happened to Chelsea Johnson in Philfield, Ohio, please contact the Philfield Police Department or the Ohio Bureau of Criminal Investigation. The smallest tip could help solve any case. If you are a friend or family member and would like to talk more about this case on this podcast, or if you are someone who knows of another case that needs help, please feel free to contact me at the email address. M I O podcast at outlook.com. That is the letter M, the letter I, the letter O. Podcast at outlook.com. Please share and like the cold case episodes and subscribe to this podcast. It will help get these cold cases heard. I am Bill Swofford and I have been your host for this episode of Cold Ohio. <clears throat> Nine one is the address of your emergency? Where are we? Well, Office 5 suspect taken off. I'm on my license. I need your assistance.